Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Reality Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. Think back. Think back to one year ago. What was the world like one year ago? Well, it turns out that one year ago, what just about one year ago, was the uh, that one of the biggest declines in the stock market in the United States, actually globally. In many, many years, there was like a 30-some-odd percent decline in the value of stocks around the planet. It looked like the end of the world was coming. We were under attack from a foreign bug. We were, we were, we were pandemic-sized. We were scared to death. The economy was going to collapse. Everybody rushed out of the market. And the bottom was hit in March of 2020. Did you get out? If so... Did you get back in? I'm Don McDonald. That's Tom Cock. We're talking real money. So, Tom, did you get out? Well, I didn't get out. Here's the other thing about that decline you just mentioned. It wasn't just the amount. It was how quickly. In 20-odd days, it went down, as you mentioned, over 30%. So there were a lot of people, some of our clients included, who wanted to get out of equities out of stocks because as you said and they told us this oh. well we've never faced anything like this right. before right it's this new. is a whole new thing this is the world may never recover it's a new market um, paradigm it's new market paradigm so <laughs> a lot of we've seen the numbers a lot of people sold stocks and moved into bonds most of them moved into cash mm-hmm. Because they just didn't know well, what was going to happen Nobody wanted to go into next. bonds either because they were. They, everybody was of the opinion that not only was the economy going to fall apart, but then interest rates were going to go up. Exactly. This was the, the double-headed monster that was going to eat up your portfolio and, and smile and laugh after it finished it off. So, yeah, this was a very di- – and, and we're being silly, but that was it was a very difficult time emotionally. I can remember talking to a lot of you – Mm-hmm. about the reasons not to sell, not to get out of the market, and yet you did. So let's talk a little bit more about that because yeah, it's a fascinating thing. Wait till you see what happened thing. to you if you got yeah, out. I mean, well, you probably know if you got out. A lot of people already know, but I'll give you more specifics because, and I want to give Andrew Hooley, uh, a certified financial planner at Vestry, full credit for running these numbers for us. So this is April 1st, 2020 through the 23rd of March 2021 okay so mm-hmm. let's just assume that uh that you owned and boy i hope you did uh u.s small cap value oh small nobody firms, owned small cap value not Everybody, very many nobody it's wanted to be in it because it was bad it was horrible it had been down 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 and uh by the way not very many people own it today still because you kind of think you do when you own one fund you own a little tiny 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 bit of it you don't own enough and here's the reason you need to own a lot is because there are periods of time where it pays a large premium. And guess what? The last year, that's one of those times. 
U.S. small cap value in the form of AVUV, the Avantis U.S. small cap fund, up 126.61. Now, that might not sound like a big deal, but let me give you the actual numbers. Had you invested $10,000 that day, guess what? You had $22,661 at the end of that year. Wow. Wait. That's wait, wait, fairly wait. You more than doubled your money? Yeah, in a year. Wow. Again, and I remember we had the guy on the show a couple of weeks ago. He said, oh, I'm going to run out and buy that. No, it, you just need to have this all the time, always in your portfolio. Okay, well, let's let's assume, and I think it's a good assumption, that you didn't have all of your money in U.S. small cap value. We're not recommending I that. I, I didn't. Okay, thank you. Me either. I didn't have that kind of lack of diversification, but I did have a global portfolio of big companies and small companies, growth, value, U.S., international, all those places around the globe, that 10,000, April 1st, no fooling, uh, grew by 64%. Your 10,000 at the end of uh, of this period. Oh, wait, I can do this math. 16,400. Yeah, there you go. Thank you. So that's still a pretty good return. But then let's go one more step because a lot of you are not 100% in equities. 100% in equities take some real steel when the market goes down, right? Because you could see your portfolio decline by 50%. And we know very few of you can take that sort of hammering and go on. So you had a global stock portfolio, but you had 40% of the money in bonds. And you said, ah, it's down 20 odd percent in a very short period of time. But you know, markets have come back and economies have come back and things have worked out. So you had the 10,000 in there. And guess what? You made 38%, 37.78. So your 10000 grew to $13,778. Now, we're not saying this to make you feel bad. No. No, if, we're you, saying want to feel, if because, you want to feel bad, I'll tell you how much you would have made if you had it all in Bitcoin. There you go. <laughs> or maybe Tesla since then. But here's the thing. We do have some things we want you to learn. Number one is, and this, people will say this until the cows come home, and I'm still mm. waiting here for them to come home. They, they will. I'm not a market timer because market timing has a horrible reputation, like it's evil or there's some person in a closet that's doing, but nobody else is paying attention. But so many people do it. They, they sell out, they buy back in because we, we see the numbers all the time, what you do. That's why people end up making far less than stock the, the stock markets. So don't time markets. This is a very good lesson on how it doesn't work. There's many people, by the way, in this first quarter that have said, oh, now for sure we're headed down. Not yet. Hasn't headed down yet. So don't time markets. Here's part two of this. Don, you have talked about this ad nauseum. <laughs> Yeah, I do make people sick. I can't sick, spell it, but I can say it. It just basically means I make people sick. <laughs> exactly. Always have your money exposed to a wide variety of asset classes. Those are stocks that have similar characteristics. Like I just mentioned, U.S. small company value firms, U.S. small company growth firms, et cetera always have them exposed. We don't know what period of time the small value will go great or U.S. large companies. We don't know any of that. No one does. I don't care what Jim Cramer says. He doesn't even know. So always be exposed to those. And here's the third part. What? And the toughest part. What? It, it, wait, rec- wait, wait, recency wait, wait, wait. Hold on. You mean Jim Cramer doesn't know? <laughs> I'm going to check, but I'm pretty sure oh. his track record suggests that he does not know. Oh, Jimmy. Here's part Say three. It ain't so. Sorry. Ignore recent 
performance. It, it, don't get caught up by recency bias. Here's what's happened lately. It will continue to happen because we know that it, it, it basically is a fallacy that, that here's what's happened the last three days. It'll happen the fourth. It gets so many people in trouble, whether it's individual stocks, whether it's sectors, whether it's stocks versus bonds, any parts of the market, Don, we have seen recency bias cause people huge heartaches. No, you got an asset allocation, a stock to bond ratio. That's what it is. It's for you, not designed to whatever happening in the world at the time. Well, that is just terrific information, Tom. And I have some even better information. Speaking of Bitcoin, what if you had put $10,000 in Bitcoin a year ago? Oh, you're going to make me feel really bad now, right? <laughs> oh, gosh. All right, go ahead. Ready? Yeah. Are you sure? I don't know oh, that you can yes. take this. $10,000 one year ago today uh -huh. today yeah. would be worth $83,000. Now, here's something to pay attention to. <laughs> risk adjusted return. Oh, How much kidding. risk did you take to make the $70,000? When can you get your money back? It, it, is it, can you go to your bank? Although you can't go to banks anyway and get any help, but can you go to your bank and get them to return the, the no, if you can't, it's so it's complicated. And Bitcoin is not something, and Don has got his, his tongue planted firmly in the side of his I do, cheek, I do. recommending that you buy. No, so Tesla, Tesla, $10,000 a year ago? Yeah. How much? Uh, $60,000 today. Yeah. Okay. But again, here's the thing Tesla, this is one relatively small in the grand scheme of automobiles companies. It really is. And for it to be worth that, by the way, Kathy Woods from ARC, the ARC Innovation it's be 3, Fund. $3,000 a share, right? Yeah. Yeah. 3, yeah. Well, you multiply that out, and she she's estimating that Tesla in just a few years will be worth $3 trillion. That's with a T? Yeah. That's with a T. Wow. That's. Yeah. I hope she's right because that'll mean good things for the world's economy. But, but at the same time, that seems a bit of an outrageous prediction. These values are ridiculous. And Bitcoin, as we have seen, can go from incredibly high to incredibly low in the blink of an eye. And you won't catch it. You don't want to play. This is all gambling. Do you know that I have heard that people turned a single dollar, a single dollar, I've read about this, into $250 million in one week. Do you know how they uh, did they that? They went to Las Vegas and lottery won, a, won a particular... Oh, lottery, lottery tickets. tickets. There you go. Okay, lottery one tickets. All right. I that's mean, that's great. a return on your investment. 855-935-TALK. You can call that number and uh, ask us questions. You can also leave your questions at TalkingRealMoney.com on the contact form. But today... Today, we have a question on the phone. Ah, you want one? Good. Yeah, you want Please. one. Please. You love questions. I do. Pay attention today. Okay. Hi, uh, my name's Paul, and um, should I treat my pension as a bond fund like I have been doing with investing 100 in mutual funds, uh, stocks only? Uh, that's my main question. I also have another question about you guys frown upon mid-cap uh, funds. And um, I think that's pretty much it. Right now, I'm at a 90% large cap blend and an 8% small cap. Um, well, uh, 10, almost 10%. Um, 
All right. Thank you. You know, this question comes up a lot. I have a pension. I have X amount. I've got fixed income, basically, is what they're saying. I have a fixed income portfolio. I, 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 I'm getting X amount a month. Isn't that just like owning some bonds for income? Well, and the answer is, how did you feel a year ago? Mm-hmm. I mean, if it was okay that your the stock port of your portfolio was down 35%, didn't bother you, then sure, right? I mean, because really, at the end of the day, if you want to make the most money, Ken Fisher is right. All stocks does make sense. The reality is most people cannot take the pain when it comes. And remember, don't ever forget how you felt a year ago because we're poo-pooing this. We're being silly. But people were panicked. People were sure that that the world was not going to ever be the same. Ever. Silly. And okay, speak for yourself. Super silly boy. I mean, it's it's it's. So don't don't just push that aside. The reality is, if you can take that, then sure. Otherwise, no. You need to have more fixed income to cushion the blow when stocks decline. And and here's the thing: you're you're conflating different things. It's like saying Social Security is a bond. It's really not. Social Security is an income stream. A pension is an income stream in retirement. A bond is not meant. See, this is where we get confused. So many people think about bonds and their yield. We don't think about bonds that way. We don't think about them as an income stream. We really don't. We think about bonds as a stability resource, a means by which to lower the amount of volatility over the entirety of your portfolio if you can train yourself to look at your portfolio as one beast. Bonds exist to reduce the scare factor. I think that's a very good way to put it. And here's the other way to look at it. Are you okay seeing your portfolio go down by half? Because that is is actually what it has done. It has done. And if you've taken a risk quiz, it's free. Go take it. That'll give you a score. If your score is like 60, I'm going to tell you, no, you shouldn't be in a portfolio that's 90% in stocks. And by the way, back to mid caps. I got nothing against mid caps. I got nothing against... There's just no evidence they do anything special for you. Well, they, yeah, you the, own the, mid caps in a diversified yeah, portfolio. You do. you do. The the action has been greater on the outsides. That's why we advocate actually over investing your money to smaller companies, owning more smaller than they make up in the marketplace. It's a little bit hard to understand sometimes, but it has actually resulted in higher returns over time. And and there is a gradual difference certainly between the expected returns from high-quality large-cap companies and mid-cap. But the difference there is tiny. The difference between large-cap and small-cap is substantive. It is very large, and it is worth overweighting based on those historical tendencies which tell us nothing about the future. Yeah, you're not guaranteeing your 127% return in the last year into the future in small value. Thank you very much for your question. And everyone else, do the same thing. Call us at 855-935-TALK. Write in a question at TalkingRealMoney.com on the contact form. Or actually push the little microphone button on the contact form and record your question there. It'll get right to us. We'll put it on the podcast. Thank you. And don't forget to ask yeah. for our help. I, we've oh, had a I lot forgot of that part. In the yeah. last, well, we've had a lot of people in the last few weeks who have written us and said, hey, do I own... All these various asset classes. Will you look at my portfolio? Yes, we've, we will take an hour of our time. We'll look at your portfolio to make sure you're properly allocated. And here's the answer. Most of you aren't. You think you are because I've been doing it this way for 10 years. I made a lot of money. That's your always people. I've made a lot of money. 
Yeah. I'm happy for you. I yeah. don't know what that means. It's meaningless. It means that so everybody who was invested in stocks over the last 10 years made a lot of money. Yeah, exactly. So that's not a great statement, but the bottom line is if you want that kind of help, how do they get it, Don? Tell they, them how they get easy. it, Don. Yeah, they just go okay. to, to vestry.com, scroll down, set up an appointment. And here's the best part. You hear people say that, and we'll give you a free consultation. No, no, no. This is actually a, a meeting in which you will get, you will walk away going, oh, oh, wait, I learned something. And there's no obligation. We don't, we don't want to sell people on becoming clients of ours. We don't need to sell people on becoming clients of ours. No, we don't. People just look, they're looking for somebody who's going to tell them the truth. Hmm. Isn't that a nice concept? And who they can trust. And they know, you know, and most of you know, if you've been listening to us for any time at all, we've both been around for a long time. Oh, please, let's not go there. Long time. Yeah, that you know? hurts. So, uh, I, I mean, you, you, you might have been listening to me talk about money <laughs> in some call every once in a while. Yeah, I'm done. I'm, up. I'm, really, I'm really, really close to the end here, but... Uh, I've been listening to you since uh, since since you were like a, a fifty year old uh, back in nineteen oh two. No, since nineteen eighty eight. Mister Mr. McDonald's only been on the radio since eighteen eighty eight. Let's keep that straight, not mess it up anymore. He and Mister Marconi, very close friends. At yeah, the but Italian back then, you want to hear you want to hear my reform. you want to hear my voice back then? Yeah, in, in the eighteen yeah, eighties. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sounds good. That's a, that's how I sounded. Keeps- but it got it deeper. The trains going. It got yeah, deeper it got with time. Deeper. It just got way down here. Good a lot more you. resonant. All right. Thanks. Thanks for being there. I'm Don. That's Tom. We sit around talking money. Real money. Talking real money. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for educational and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately and consistently predict the future. So past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Vestry, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. Are we done now?